Welcome to the Effects Loop. I'm Diaz. I'm Scott. And we're keeping you in the loop of the guitar community. Usually I'm the one getting lawn work done during the episode. I can't lie. <laughs> Trimming the bushes. Uh, <laughs> uh, well, yeah, sorry. So, it, it, it's fall in Chicago, guys. Yeah. So there's a dude with a leaf blower. Ask him yeah, if he wants to be a patron. Hey, do you want to support our podcast? Hi, well, we just recorded a way too long Patreon episode. Do you want to support us? Yeah, how do you feel about Calvinism? All right, <laughs> but this episode is brought to you by our patron supporters. If you want to join the patron supporters, you can go to patreon.com slash the effects loop. Uh, there's different tiers you can give. At one point, I'm supposed to write a handwritten letter. Um, $10 which a apparent, month. Which apparently Scott hasn't seen my handwriting. Um, no, that's part of the joke. <laughs> okay because it's like what is this um but uh yeah i owe someone a letter but they owe me a pedal so I, i'm gonna hold them that hostage um but yeah you're supposed to send them a handwritten letter monthly by the way is it monthly yeah oh fuck <laughs> i did not know that <laughs> no they're, okay. they're they're sponsoring a child diaz Oh, that's what it is. Do I have to do I have to take a Polaroid picture of myself? Yes. Instead? Yeah, and talk about I've how got, this is providing you clean water. I've I've got an instant camera, so I could I could definitely make that work. That would be phenomenal. Um Well, anyhow. For just the price it, of two cups of coffee. I'm you, you can join you can make sure that Diaz is working on becoming a literate human being. <laughs> Diaz went to school in Florida and Jeb Bush meant no child left behind everybody. Okay. Jeb Bush was governor when I was in school. That just shows you something. Okay. Jeb. Jeb, Jeb Bush was governor and George Bush was president. Jeb. Jeb. All right. Well, Scott, what's new with you this week? Um, I just bought a new phone and I'm pissed about it. Yeah. Well, so which phone did you get? I got the 14 pro iPhone. Uh, not the max just the regular pro no the max is not available anywhere but i'm actually so i had the i had the plus eight plus yeah and honestly it's the same size screen okay it's just a little shorter it's a lot thicker with that camera bulge dude oh yeah the bigger bulge i have this weird square in my pocket yeah is that a iphone 14 pro in your pocket are you just happy to see me I am just telephotoing. <laughs> yeah. Oh. No, uh, well, yeah, my old phone was showing signs of finally kicking the bucket, so I tried to get ahead yeah. of it. And it's hard to find a phone right now. Apple was back yeah. ordered, T Mobile was back ordered. I found yeah. one at a Best Buy, left work early to go get it. So, yeah. Not happy. It, Not happy. Yeah. I didn't want to spend money. I liked my iPhone 8. Yeah, I'm. I'm. We've been. We've talked about me upgrading my phone, and I'm just gonna get it replaced through insurance. It's got a back crack back and front, and I've just been kind of putting it off. And I think, honestly, I think Wednesday I might order my new phone or my replacement phone. I don't know. Have fun waiting till mid November. No, 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 no. It's insurance, so I get it in 24 hours. If they have it. No, they have it. They keep them. I mean, it's an iPhone 12. So they usually, every time I've gone, every time I've looked at it, they've had one available because they're just refurbished phones. They're not brand new. Hmm. So, yep. 
Did you get anything else new? Any guitar gear new? No, I've been playing with the Tonex app a little bit here and there. Uh, I need to. That's from IK, right? That's from IK, IK Multimedia doing uh, uh, a browser-based or not browser-based, like a computer-based uh, amp capture kind of thing. So right. Um, decent tones so far from what's in there. I haven't been able. I haven't been able to get my crap out and actually capture something. So, so do you need a specific uh, hardware to capture or like I, you don't, specific you don't brand? Need, you don't need a specific hardware, but they do make a specific hardware for it. Correct. Okay. So you're not having to do brand specific. You just need yeah. a specific item. Correct. Okay. Or style of item. Okay. Well, that's cool. Yeah. So, but you said the tones on there right now are pretty decent. Yeah. So the one that they, they gave us an evaluation copy um, as a podcast. So at some point I could probably let you roll log into it and try it out if you want to. Um, yeah. I just have to give me my password for IK, which is not hard. Um, or you could just try putting in that token that's in our email account and see if it works for you too. Yeah. Um, I was I was kind of I was kind I didn't want to mess with it because I I wanted to let you kind of get in with it since you've already been working with Kemper and the Quad Cortex and all that yeah. sort of tone capture that and you could give us a good idea of what's really going on with that. Yeah. So, so this, this this captures amps only, right? Well, you could do pedals through it too. Okay, you're just capturing a specific, but it's just like sound. one, and so you'd have to load up two plugins, and so it's just like, so what made the Quad Cortex. And I know I I keep simping for it, but um, well, it is it is a fantastic piece of equipment. It's not really I mean because even with the Kemper, you you still admit that the Kemper is still a fantastic piece of equipment. I do. I think um, I think what I have is better, but yeah, right. Um, but anyway, yeah, it's a uh... yeah. It's it's it sounds good for an quick quick and dirty amp plugin. So well, that's cool. But yeah, uh, sorry, where was I? Uh, the the quad cortex thing. I was like, but the the quad cortex's ability to like drop in multiple captures, right? And just move them around and mess with the routing and the UI on it. <coughs> ah, dude, nothing touches that, man. Yeah, it really doesn't. So yeah, uh, I'm enjoying the stomp quite a bit. That's still been it's been really nice nice so i've just i've got a, i've got quite a few presets that i was able to pull from some from from some friends and stuff mm-hmm. and it really is just kind of even like i don't even use a whole lot of dirt pedals now i just kind of move between snapshots and stuff like that and so i'm thinking about making a mini board or a smaller board mm-hmm. and kind of rocking that for a while because i've got i've got this huge temple board but like honestly once i plug it in i usually just find a preset and just noodle on that for a while so I don't know what I'm going to do. I might save up for a quad cortex. I might just buy another stomp. Not sure and which. Not sure what I'm going to do right now. Haven't really figured it out. So it'll probably take me three years like it did for me to put together this pedal board. So. I do yeah. have to say, did you show, uh, I did you post in the real group what you did with your pedal board to store it? No, you should. No. Oh, that was pretty I, clever. I, I actually really appreciate it. Actually, the girlfriend did that, and like whenever I I walked in, I went, I said, "That's brilliant! Like that really is like fantastic." So on the underneath, um, I'll post it in the group. Uh, so I've got a coffee table in my living room. Uh, I've got a very I've got a small apartment. Um, it's two bedroom, two bath, but the like the living area is just very small. 
and um so my desk is in my living room next to right right near my tv and so i have my big board out and it just kind of takes up this whole corner well we had a we threw a party for the girlfriend's uh little one she turned three this weekend we had people over and i left and i came back and the girlfriend put my board right under the coffee table and it fit perfectly and i was like that's actually wonderful actually it's it probably would work where i could actually just plug it in and leave it under there and just kind of hit whatever i needed to hit really quick but yeah so no i'll have to post that in the group um but yeah i don't have anything new this week i've been doing really well on my uh um manic spending nice so i've been doing really well i've i've all of my bigger purchases have been if i if i spend big money it's been towards stuff for my house or something to you know progress me like that's a lot of my spending and then getting bills caught up and trying to tear down some debt so yeah it's been loads of fun so anywho we do have some gear news to talk about we do uh first up jhs uh launched the artificial blonde which is uh the madison cunningham signature vibrato pedal um it was really funny because when i first saw it i didn't see that it was a jhs pedal I just kind of like saw the thing and I was like, oh, someone's stealing JHS's look. And it was JHS. <laughs> so apparently their branding is good enough where if you look at a pedal, you're like, someone stole JHS's stuff. And you're like, never mind, it's just them. Well, that's actually, I, I didn't, I didn't. You, you mentioning the, uh, the branding just reminded me of another pedal release that I didn't put on the script. So keep talking. Oh, okay. Um, but yeah, so it is a vibrato pedal. It ha- it's in the same uh, box size as uh, the color box. I guess the V1 uh, color box. Um, let's see. So isn't it basically <sighs> their existing chorus with a preset switch, or is there actually more to it yeah. than that? Um, let's see. It's a vibrato pedal with a slightly 3D sound, true pitch, and two easily accessible modes to save you from having to bend over and make adjustments. Um, I don't believe it's like the unicorn. Isn't the unicorn the vibrato, or was it something else? Oh, it's based on the emperor. So, yes. There you go. Um, It has some changes that makes it more stage-friendly. So it says during a sound check in Lawrence, Kansas, Josh noticed that even though her emperor was always on and in vibrato mode, Madison kept reaching down to switch the settings to create another faster and deeper vibrato tone for a particular song. So that's where it came up with the presets. Um, he developed the idea for an entirely new sound box that suited Madison's needs. And soon she was touring with the first prototype. Um, he said, so, so simply put, this is Madison Cunningham in a box, just add a clean Fender style amp and tune your guitar strings down. Hmm. Uh, it's 250 bucks which isn't horrible it's a no 250 bucks is the new uh, normal dude yeah that's another thing i haven't been buying new pedals in so long i haven't been buying pedals in in a minute where kind of the prices have steadily moved up yeah. um the there's question also just my... remember it's a bigger pedal so it should cost more right right well there's two switches um one led six knobs uh there's three Three is jacks? yeah is there is it stereo is, out? is it just the red remote um well if it, optional stereo output yeah there we go 
Uh, here's my question. Have you heard of Madison Cunningham before this? Uh, I plead the fifth. I have not. I didn't either. Well, and I confused it with another celebrity that... Um, <coughs> what, so here's the funny part is like, okay. I saw enough stuff with her recently okay that when they started doing a demo with her i was like oh cool they brought another they brought another like up-and-coming guitar player to kind of demo this pedal not realizing that was madison coming at because i just never saw her name with her face i've just seen her playing guitar places yeah um and i actually the ghs recently did one with uh the harp player emily hopkins mm-hmm yeah jhs has done a really good job and and so i didn't mean that in a negative way towards madison cunningham i was curious but i also like that the some of these pedal companies are doing signature pedals for not well-known artists and giving them a platform if they're especially like this she was already using their pedal Mm -hmm. yeah it's a can you mod the um pedal to something that works more for me because I already like yeah. your pedal so much. And that's that's a great spot right. for a signature pedal to be there. It's right. a signature mod. Right. I think that's that's one of the things, too, that I like seeing. I mean, because, like, um, you see signature pedals from artists, and they've never used the pedal before. That's one thing I've never, like, I've kind of never understood. Like, if, if like, they, they've never had... It was kind of like a forced feeling. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I've always thought that, like, kind of like, uh, I feel like the um, Calhoun was that. I don't know if he had used JHS much before Mike Campbell had. Well, also, I mean, like, the PG-14 wasn't really... Right. It was kind of like one of those, oh, we're going to throw these two in a room and see what happens. Yeah. Instead of an organic relationship. But well, I could be wrong. That, that's This is all speculation. I'm, I'm not realizing how often JHS kind of uses a, uh, uh, a an artist as an excuse to kind of launch a pedal. Yeah. Because, um, like, you think about, like, the Kilt was a signature pedal as well. The At. At was a signature pedal. Ruby Red. Yeah. Calhoun. Mm-hmm. You got this. Um, what other signature pedals from Tom JHS? Ratter before they discontinued it. Oh, Yeah. Oh, that was an early one. Huh. The seesaw? (laughs) 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 It's never going to happen. We can't can't let it die. You know what? So I'm I'm requesting, I'm doing my request off for, and I am requesting Nam off from a vacation. Oh yeah, you were talking Uh, about that last week. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not going to try really hard to go. But if the things start falling into place, I might go. Um, and then, uh, or if not, I'll just take the week off and sit at home and watch Facebook and and watch Nam. Um, yeah, I want to. If I go to Nam, I want to get a JHS seesaw T-shirt made <laughs> and wear that. Oh, that'd be so funny. That would be that would be fantastic. Well, because also, like, do you think you'd make a blog if you were, like, walking around? The best part would be if you could walk around the day before wearing it. Oh, my gosh. And you get the speculative people, like, someone, and, like, get someone to, like. Josh Scott just gets mad. You imagine if we had JHS mad at us just for causing. (laughs) I think Josh would probably, like, absolutely love it, though. I feel like he's (laughs) one of those people that would just absolutely love it. (laughs) 
that would be so good. So we have to. So if if I go to if I go to if I go to Nam, I got to factor that into the um <laughs> everything is <laughs> getting a custom well, you'd have to, you, Like, is the artwork still available? Like out there? Huh? Because I'm I mean, sure. you can just you can it's just your page. Yeah. Good point. Oh wait, they actually had like a. Uh, Snobletone has a video that has like a working prototype in 2016. Yeah. 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 Here's a photo of it. You're getting, we're getting way too into this. <laughs> part, the of, the show. part of me just wants to like that may be our next merch drop is just JHS Seesaw <laughs> t shirts. Well, the problem is, I don't think, I think we can get in trouble. I mean, we oh, we be able totally to use... get in trouble for it. What if we, what if we just email JHS and be like, hey, listen, so we just want to do this just to be assholes we're not big enough to for it to matter we just want to do this well all we need to do is find a way to get around any of the copyright on the image and i think we're good yeah i'd want the jhs logo on it just to make it look more legit yeah which we couldn't do we get in trouble for that all right let's not piss off jhs all right moving on oh is this the thing you added that is the thing i added okay yeah all right and i see exactly where you went with that so 29 petals has the flwr flower flower is that flower fuzz and distortion fleur fleur yeah can i get one of them fleurs please you know what um if you guys want to make this a meme um insert vowels into this and spell different things and just post it in the group flower flower follower oh well no there's not enough l's so for a follower I, I think you can add consonants here i think i think that's okay no 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 because all they've got is consonants so they took vowels out but um okay. 29 petals famous for the yuna and the oamp um and kind of developing their own unique look of petals because what they do is they do that that the the plate on the top yeah with the controls and the they do the dip switch they're not really dip switches but the way they do the switches um have now ha come out with an overdrive distortion and sometimes fuzz pedal called the flower and it's in rev d which is interesting that maybe that i don't recall this being out before we could be wrong but they're announcing it as coming out this week or coming out so we all so how here, the only thing I've I've heard fantastic thing about these pedals, the Yuna is points. a really popular kind of buffer. Yeah, buffer with a little bit of tone shaping, kind of a thing. But the the price point, what are these? Two hundred seventy bucks. That's not horrible for a boutique overdrive. Yeah, the size of it makes it okay. I guess we're paying by square inch. Yeah, I mean jhs undercut them with the same size pedal yeah there you go yeah but yeah it's, no. it's it's a slightly bigger pedal so everyone will know you have a boutique thing it has the handwritten which i assume is not handwritten 29 believable audio yeah um where are these built at uh i don't even know why do they they feel like they're not american wow <laughs> I mean, I could be wrong. California. 
They okay, they are. Well, I mean, that's kind of depends American. who you talk to in America. They're not <laughs> real Americans. <laughs> kind of. What part of California? <laughs> <laughs> Red or blue? Because <laughs> that's what matters. Because we're gonna find out if we're American or not. Woo! Uh, just kidding. We're not gonna get into politics. No one get mad. That's what the okay. Patreon's for. <laughs> don't worry uh, we talked religion Actually, and Patreon this that, I mean yeah that is kind of what the Patreon is for it's, it's it us really getting, is. It, we have our hot topics there or like our like real discussions and then we can get into character after that yeah which is really not that deep of character but I was about are. to say I was like get it well I mean we kind of do put on a we, we I, put on a I put a, on a face for this podcast oh yeah I'm very much a bigger version of myself on the podcast I mean I'm still me but it's kind of uh more flamboyant I stoned guess? no 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 it's about the right it's about the right amount about the right <laughs> amount of stoned five out of seven <laughs> perfect score all right anyway um, um yeah by the way the clipping diode is modular in this so you can pack up you can pop off the back cover and swap it out oh that's cool i like when places do that that also could yeah. mean don't rough it up too much because it might fall out but yes. Yeah, I uh, I I haven't been in Gear Talk Praise and Worship in a while, but I assume they're all going nuts over this thing. Uh, well, it says fuzz, so probably not. But it's overdrive. Uh, yeah, but if it goes to fuzz, they want a transparent. Is it transparent? Ooh, good point. Yeah, they didn't. But it can run up the- to thirty-five volts AC or DC. What? Yeah, I don't know how. That, well, they clearly just put a voltage regulator in it. Okay. But like, where do you get 35 volts DC? Oh. I've seen 24 before. I haven't seen 35. Because they're not American. Sorry. California okay. with their weird energy regulations. I know that's right. Make I see if I buy an electric car, <gasps> which is still makes me because I kind of do want an electric car. Uh, I, was there, I was actually going to talk about like energy regulations in California are a headache. So let's not get into that, please. Okay sorry sorry about that help helps helps provide me with a job having to navigate that but it also means i have like i have to write reports where like four lawyers review it and i get very tired yeah about and they all have different opinions about how commas should be used and they're all wrong yeah oxford comma <laughs> oh for sure i'm 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 hardcore for the oxford comma thank you i i, Sc- I stand screw you four lawyers with jds what do you know that I don't from my bachelor's in engineering? Yeah. I write good. I write real good. I write real good and I don't make eye contact. Engineering. Yeah, uh, I write gooder than him, though. <laughs> no, no. Right. Uh, speaking of gooder, Strymon announces the Big Sky Reverb plugin. Um, so your you, uh, um, DS, Dodge, DS, your Dodge you, just got gooder. Uh, 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 I just want to say this and yeah. uh, have it on record. Yeah. You were right. I was. Um, I I did. That was one of the things. Uh, we didn't guess it on last week's episode. Did Patreon we? episode, gonna... you did put it down. You okay. said, and so uh, you were right. Congrats. Episode two twenty three. <laughs> Diaz was right. <laughs> can, can we get, please let if that Diaz be the episode a, title? Has, if Diaz has a two two three tattooed on his body from here on out. <laughs> Can we just please make that the episode title, though? Diaz was right, and I'm pissed. Signed, Scott. <laughs> but, um, I, should I just write? I should call it the 223rd episode. Diaz is finally right. That's it. There you go. Uh, all right. So, um, 
200 bucks uh you can run as many big skies as your computer can handle uh this is very that's the cool. big question isn't it how how much can you <laughs> i can't handle a big sky on my computer right now so not one um but yeah this is uh this is really cool i believe it or not um i saw quite a few people posting asking for this and a lot of uh like producers and stuff mm-hmm. people working in studios because the big sky is used quite heavily on keyboards and stuff like that whether people realize it or not mm-hmm. there's a lot of times you'll see keyboard players with a big sky sitting right on top of their keyboard let's be honest the big sky has become synonymous with shimmer reverb not just shimmer but a few just, other types too but yes certain types of reverbs i yes. i work with i play guitar for the a guy bloom. who literally calls it can you just give me a big sky reverb right that's what he calls it and so that's just it, and i mean again that's you know praise and worship guitar player world and so that but um normally a lot of us record dry guitars when we do mm-hmm. something then we add it in post so now you can actually add real presets and post dial in dial them in ship them out as presets like yeah. i think this is a great move i'm amazed it took so long but great move yeah um so like i'm really like you said the surprise it took so long um this is becoming a very common thing with with pedal companies that we uh follow mm-hmm. um qsac just did the tapper world one and the thing yeah, is the wampler terraform one and yeah whatever the other one was called that chris the metaverse carter, yeah chris carter's gonna remind us of metaverse there you go yeah um like the so the big thing is is like you've got this and this is the smartest way for them to make money because it requires no like physical um product you don't have to buy a big muff with the usb port on it yeah you can I mean, just these are the two options right is uh yeah. well uh, there's three options there's run a big sky as a as a rack mount kind of piece of gear you don't actually have to rack mount it. It's it's right. just me saying run it as an, uh, a hardware insert. Um, mm-hmm. You can run it as a plugin. Yep. Or you can do that like hybrid kind of thing that they did with the HX Big Mup thing. Yeah. I, I do think um, like the kind of the really the big thing is, you know, what was the biggest cost in this is the R&D. But and no, even it then, wasn't. it wasn't well, though, because what? So the thing is, they when they originally wrote the Big Sky, they wrote it in C, which is a programming language. Right. C runs on a computer, and so they were able to port that code directly over. They just needed to create a package handler for it. No, but that's what I'm saying. Like that was like literally that R and D, like yeah. was their biggest cost on this. And now, I mean, the the thing that's going to suck about this is yeah, there's going to be people who are going to be just ripping this off. Um, it depends how they but, did the DRM on it. Cause like if there's an iLock or something on that, like iLocks are really hard to get around. Right. Um, there are certain plugins that are very easy to get around their copyright protection stuff and right. sharing. Others do a great job of locking it down to the point that it's like <laughs> almost insufferable to use and you just don't use it. Um, yeah. but like, you know, there's a, I'll throw it out there. There's not really Pro Tools, pirated version of Pro Tools out there. Really? No. Because the way they do their licensing. Yeah? It's really locked down, and it's a lot of work to get around it. 
Can I can I download this and use it on GarageBand? Yes, probably. Uh, okay. It depends if it's a VS if it if it's VST VST. or if it's uh, AX whatever the Pro Tools format is and all the okay. different types of things. But chances are they released it in everything. Um, the other part of it is the whole you can freeze tracks or which is basically where you don't run the plugin dynamically anymore. You just print the track to a waveform temporarily and so it doesn't require as much cpu and then when you want to go back and tweak something you unfreeze it so this is a little easier to work with than yeah. like external printing and I mean, stuff like that are you going to download the seven day trial um i thought about it i kind of want to do it when i actually have something to use it for yeah yeah i also yeah. have a big sky still i'm well and i'm really yeah i forgot have you have you still plugged it have you plugged it in yet yeah i liked it okay um i'm still waiting for them to do this with like the timeline and like i feel like it should be easier for them the big sky had the biggest market to test the waters with Mm -hmm. because you can use a big sky on almost any track vocals guitar bass drums even yeah i mean we're we're very much back to the recording methods of the 80s where um everyone recorded in a super dead room and then added reverb in and post yeah that's very much the bedroom method. Right. And especially like, I mean, it's, yeah, like you said, it's no, no one, not a lot of people are going to reverb chambers anymore. Um, stuff like that. Or even just like a live room. Yeah. Like you, like so many people, you don't even really record drums very often anymore. You'll record samples and right. then you'll, you'll do triggers with samples instead for your drums to get cleaner drums faster. So right. yeah, we're very much so back in, we're, we're back into an eighties kind of style production. Whereas in the '90s it kind of reverted in one direction or another, but yeah. No, One Direction was in the 2000s. Thank you for that. Yeah, you're welcome. I, that was uh, actually real good. I'm proud of you. Uh, you. Thank you. I was right, and Scott's proud of me. Is it my fucking birthday? What is going on? All right. <laughs> you also Posit- earlier said I'm 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 way bigger on the podcast, and I bit my lip when you said that. So you know what? I'm just being really nice to you today. We're. This is what we call growth. Um, <laughs> Positive Grid launches Omnis Amp and Effects Collection. Uh, I mean, so yeah. it's it's bias effects. <clears throat> yeah, it's it's a it's a it's a new skin on bias effects. And someone will tell yeah. me, no, it's not. It's a different. Blah, blah, blah. No, it's, <coughs> it's, it's 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 that. I mean, hundred bucks yeah, though. There's... 100 bucks for the desktop version, 20 bucks for the iOS version. Um, okay, so let's any see. Any big surprise that, surprise that I, I came multimedia comes out with the Tonex stuff and then suddenly Positive Grid has a, a similar product that comes out? Mm. Has another round of product at the same time? Yeah. It's driven by a new DSP engine from the Bias Effects 2. For six effects and three all-new amplifiers. So it's just, it's just an add-on. Cool. I mean, you get a gate. <laughs> you got the Etheria for a futuristic clean town. It's a, it's a jazz. I'm, I'm kind of curious what a stereo, how a stereo harmonizer sounds different than a normal pog, but we'll see. Um, wait, hold on, hold on. You said stereo harmonizer. Yeah. Stereo harmonies. No, it could be cool. Mm. I I kind of get the yeah, impression I mean, that, that's this kinda, is, a lot of this is going to be over the top. Stuff, what was but... that TC Electronics one with the brain that had that kind of had the 
Oh, and it, the quintessence. Quintessence, quintessence, or something like that. Yeah. So it's, I'm guessing it's kind of like that. Oh, so no one's going to use it. Yeah. Okay. Dark matter for natural compression and clarity. I just think of distortion when I think of dark matter. TC electronics still. Uh, yeah. Nebula allows you to layer sense, modulation, and reverb. What? Cool. Okay. This is all right. This is okay. That's cool. You know what? This is a lot of Neato. kind of stuff. This is actually some similar stuff that's been in the neural packages. Yeah. Over the last little bit. And this comes in way cheaper than the neural stuff. So it's like, hmm. go watch some demos of this. If this is what you want, go get it. It's not for me, but it could be for you. Yeah. I don't know how um, you're going to use any of that live, but good luck. Yeah. Speaking of, I don't know how you're going to use this live and it's not for me and, and, and it can be for you. The Dan Electro, Dan Electro Baritone Longhorn is coming back in style. Yeah. As the extended range plywood makes classic makes a return. Um, okay. I mean, I, I kind of love it that it's back. I, I don't, don't want one. I, I don't. I don't. It looks so ugly. It just looks so ugly. It's not a good looking guitar. Uh, yeah, it's not a good looking anything. It looks like a jellyfish. It. I don't know. It looks like, yeah, some sort of alien. Like two. It does come in silver burst, though. Okay. Well, you know how easily triggered our, our follower group is by silver burst things. Tom. Yeah. Tom. Now I'm just waiting for the group. I'm not going to buy it. Yeah. Okay. So Tom. it's at $569. That's. Mm. Stan Electro prices. Mm. Uh, it's a metal adjustable six string or six saddle bridge. So, um, it's actually going to be a little bit more stable of a guitar than the old ones. Um, I don't see a weight on these. Uh, it's plywood. Yeah. So ho hopefully not a lot. 29.72 inch scale, 14 inch radius. Two lipstick pickups. What do you think of the knobs? I don't like it. I don't, there's, I don't like anything on this guitar not a damn thing i don't like the pickups i don't like the bridge i don't yeah. like the knobs i don't like the body shape yeah. i don't like the dot inlays i don't like the headstock you don't like the oh. author of this article I, who is it who is it your mortal enemy no it's not yeah it is damn it jonathan horsley <laughs> of course it would be him <laughs> You still got that terrible bio. Oh my gosh. Let's read his bio. That's going to be the new rule. Every time we read an article by him, we're going to read the bio. I don't care if we read three articles by him in a week. Jonathan Horsley has been writing about guitars and guitar culture since 2005, playing them since 1990, and regularly contributes to Music Radar, Total Guitar, and Guitar World. He uses Jazz 3 nylon picks, tens during the week nines at the weekend and shamefully still struggles with rhythm figure one of van halen's panama i still hate the tens during the week nines on the weekend <sighs> still hate that do better it's like like having the mullet in the guitar world <laughs> nines in the front tens in the back yeah <laughs> stop we don't no one likes you 
Yeah, speaking of having mullets. Speaking of not being like. No, I mean, this is a well-liked thing. Fender's Mod Shop uh, has now expanded its territory. You can now do the parts caster, factory parts caster treatment now in the UK, France, and Germany. Yeah. Um, That's cool. I think it's cool. So, I don't know anyone that's actually done it. Yeah. You know what? It's really weird, though. I've seen a lot of people with Murphy Lab guitars. Murphy Guitar Lab stuff. Yeah. I believe that. I saw this. I, I saw this SG in Pelham Blue with a Maestro. <laughs> I was just like, oh. And it was like this. twelve grand because it's Murphy Lab. Oh, it's probably closer so, to six, but yeah. Yeah. Uh, what really made me mad was seeing. Um, is it is it Greg? Is it Koch or Cock or Coke? I've heard it every way. Okay, Greg. I always I always thought of it as Koch, but I could be wrong. Um, he was playing a uh, Pelham Blue Dave Grohl DG three thirty five. Oh, I know. I was dream. like, really? The That's, dream. That is my one hundred percent dream guitar. If I could have like that's that's it did you go and listen to that tone mob episode with uh what's his face mark yeah i listened to him with the question and he really kind of blew past it which i know he was talking about like it was like you know you got to work with the artists and all of it but still it was yeah i it didn't get the answer i wanted sorry bud yeah i tried um and then oh i didn't get to listen to i wanted to listen to uh i don't know uh Blake mentioned he was talking with Chris Shefflet, which I know that went on to uh um what's the the one with uh Brian Wampler. Did they did he do a Chris Shefflet episode for the Tone Mob? Uh I don't recall on Tone Mob and I, I haven't been listening to Chasing Tone in a while. Oh Chasing Tone, yeah. So he was on he was on Chasing Tone and I had a a really good question that I was hoping would get asked, and I, I don't know if they did, but um so on the back and forth documentary, whenever they recorded uh, Wasting Light, there was a part where um, Dave Grohl made fun of Chris Shefflett whenever he played with like a chorusy sound and, and Dave Grohl started singing Purple Rain and uh, making fun of it. And Dave was like, hey, if you could like never play it like that again, that'd be great. I was I asked him, I said, what was something that you've written that, it, you know, or do you contribute at all? Or do you just kind of show up and Dave's like, play this? I'm like, you know, if you do contribute, what's your favorite thing that that you've written that's made it on an album? Because mm. I've always been kind of curious about that. Because I could see it kind of going both ways. Um, I've, I've always gotten the impression that Dave has final cut. But people yeah. get some room to do some stuff. Okay. That's kind of what I got too, but I, it was kind of one of those I wanted to hear from the horse's mouth from Chris. Because I definitely know like Pat plays stuff because he he likes Pat smear because Pat plays in a certain way. Right. But Dave just can't make a guitar sound like that. Right. Pat Pat really has that grungy, aggressive, not grunt, well, punky, aggressive playing. Yeah. So... And then it, it's really weird listening to Chris Shiflett on Grand Ole Opry singing country. I mean, so. good for him for doing something different. Oh, yeah. No, like I'm all for it. I just that's not where I expected him to end up. You know what I mean? 
Yeah, I, I think you know part of it is you just get part of it's you just get a little older, and then the other part is like your influences become more important to you, or you just need to you need to have some space from what you're doing, and you know yeah. the side projects are awesome for that. I mean, sometimes the side projects become better than the real band, too. I mean that that's what like for me, City and Color, I like more than Alexis on Fire. So that's a side project that turned into something big. Oh, okay. For Dallas Green. And I, I've seen Alexis oh. on Fire this summer. They're great. I love that they're back together. It's a lot of fun. But I still, City and Color was a way better show, in my opinion. Yeah. I prefer Alex is on Fire. So. You yeah, tried. You can get mad. You can get mad. You tried. No, I saw posts where everyone was like, is it, you know, is it Alexis on Fire? Or Alex is on Fire. Uh, it's in reference to something else. Do you know what that something else is? Not off the top of my head. Okay. I'm just curious. Um, uh, a Wikipedia right. post would find that really quickly <clears throat> and someone will well actually mean in the, the comments. So let's go. Uh, yeah. Moving on. Uh, let's go. Let's go. Uh, Friedman has unleashed two 20-watt tube amps and with the Little Sister and the Pink Taco Mark II. Available yeah. both in head and combo models. I like Friedman. I feel like they make pretty solid stuff. They make the Marshalls you actually want to buy. Yeah, Chris Shefflett plays on Friedman's. Just letting you know. So $1,500 for the head, $1,800 for the combo for both uh, amps. Yeah. The little sister is a smaller version of the twin sister. Yeah. Um, less and it's pretty much name. a replacement for the dirty Shirley. Oh, is that what it is? Yeah. So it says, uh, yeah. So the, the little sister is pretty much a replacement for the previous mini dirty Shirley with the added bright switch of the two channel twin sister. Oh, cool. So. Cry, little sister. Sorry. Oh, you're good. If you're like the Lost Boys, you know that song. Hmm. It's probably one of my favorite movie songs of all time. It's really weird. You know what's also really weird? What's that? Abbott has revived the M-Box. <laughs> really? Creating... Uh, a new desktop solution that is uh it's uh it's interesting looking have you it, had a peep on this thing yet i just pulled it up this is very interesting yes i first thing i'm looking for whoa the price guess tag. How, yeah guess how much it costs i hope it's under 500 dollars. oh well you're going to be mistaken uh it is 900 dollars Ooh. so this is actually coming in with proper m so you we had a while back you had the digidesign and then you mm -hmm. had m audio yes back in the day right and so m audio was like the cheap way to get into pro tool stuff right and this is also back in the day when you actually need digidesign stuff to run pro tools yes or like there was like weird hardware requirements and then pro tools became a more open system um and the m boxes just kind of fell away but they were yeah. like everyone's first audio interface. $900 for a two-channel audio interface is not an entry-level product. No. Um, and there's some interesting things here that are built in. Um, 
so they have a variable z impedance uh for instruments which is a great way of allowing you know guitars to plug in because most mic preamps suck when you just plug straight in um it's hot too hot it's high-end mic preamps like that that they had in their their carbon series stuff um they have a built-in tuner and amp emulations with courtesy of the 11 rack mark ii uh, mm -hmm. plugins and there are stomp box effects in there they have a silent signable buttons so that podcasters and folks can actually like trigger things and do stuff like that um can run two headphones or two different sets of speakers and can um do bluetooth huh and there's a built-in talkback mic um also um includes a bunch of subscriptions to pro tools stuff these are pro tools plugins that you'd also get so there's like the brainworks mega dual the amp ampeg svt vr plugin sibelius artist notation software i feel like they're trying to take a stab at universal <laughs> audio's um apollo series here mm -hmm. and i'm not quite sure they're hitting the mark I don't, I don't know. It's trying to do a lot. So it offers a total of 21 inputs and 22 outputs. How many of those are digital? Okay, that's when factoring in the analog, digital, and MIDI connectivity. Okay. How many analog inputs and outputs does it have? I'm looking for that answer really quick. I'm actually... I don't see a back view in our... Uh things i'm going to avid's website and things are running slowly well there's oh those are headphones those aren't inputs okay are so on the back you do have an f you have fx loops you have two sets okay. of monitor outs you have an extra line in you have expression pedal inputs and you have mic line ins on the back as well as you have the mic inputs on the front okay so I think this is maybe like an Apollo 4 level. Oh, you also have MIDI in and out. You have ADAT in and out or optical in and out. That's where a lot of those eights, those, those are okay. eight channels each. You also have SPDIF in and out, uh, mm. which would be great for those people who have a Kemper. Um, yep. Yeah, there's a lot of features on this. I just wonder. I, I, I again put that point. Is it out one of those? Who are they aiming this for? Yeah, it's it's quite expensive. Yeah. At that price point, um, and as far as four channel, like if you want a four channel in and out thing, you know there are a lot of cheaper stuff. Yeah. I mean, my eight channel interface, my my Motu eight Pre was cheaper than this thing. Yeah. Yeah, I don't really know who this is for other than people looking for an alternative to Universal Audio and wanting to stay in the Avid ecosystem. Maybe, maybe like the ro get rid of the Roadcaster too, where you got triggers and stuff. I There's definitely a attempt to say this is, yeah, I could see someone doing a podcast with two people and say, or two or four people and say this is easier than a Roadcaster and I can do all this other stuff because the Roadcaster does have some limitations as well. Yeah. Um. Oh, it Oh, sorry. How much does the Roadcaster run about? Do you know off the top of your head? I don't. Well, but the Roadcaster is big. Handy dandy Google. 
Yeah. Also, just the fact that they're calling it the M-Box is just kind of weird to me. Yeah. It almost kind of looks like some of the Mackie stuff. Like the, the Mackie Big Knob almost has a reminiscent look of that. But it's got neon glowy stuff as well. So I, I kind of think like, you know, like everyone tries to look like a Twitch streamer now with like yes. neon glowing in the background and like LED strips and all that kind of stuff. I just I just want to play Sandstorm whenever I see them. <laughs> and like, that's just the new, like, and I'm like, I, I see those. I'm like, who lives in an environment like that? Like it, I know, and I know people who like have like Philips Hue lights all over the place, and they just live yes. in magenta mode all the time. And I'm just like, yes, my niece, she has that. Like I went to her, that she lives down in Florida, and I happened to be visiting one time, mm. and we went, and I was like walking by her room, and I was like, it is awful fucking blue in here. <laughs> yeah, my my sister was like, yeah, she likes it. I'm just like, I couldn't. Do you do just this. start playing Eiffel sixty five? I'm blue. Wow, we're showing like our age. (laughs) Where you mentioned this obscure band, and I knew the obscure song. That that song (laughs) is not obscure. It to to in the general population. That song was unstoppable for a bit there. Yeah, whenever I was in fifth grade, third, fourth, or fifth grade, something like that. Yeah, yeah, it's about about that time yeah um but that, that's like even i have i have a light in my bedroom that like i can do any color i want it's you know one of those it's a phillips hue light and uh yeah I, i'm i just i'm just like i just want a white light dude <laughs> i don't need it red in here i have a light that goes from red to bright white uh that's built into my alarm clock so okay. it'll try to do like an artificial sunrise to kind of like help you uh, wake up easier yeah does it work when I remember to set it and I don't just wake <laughs> up to my phones going off in the morning. Yeah. I'm still trying to get used to getting up at six in the morning again. I got, I got kind of lazy with like getting up. At oh eight. yeah. Cause you were especially working at home. Yeah. You're just like, Oh, I just have to get up and like maybe put on pants if I have a meeting. Okay. I always put on pants. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Even if okay. I'm home alone, I put on pants. Oh, you're a pants guy. I'm a pants guy. All right. That's cool. I put on shirts. Not, I, I get not, dressed when I work from home. Otherwise, I can't focus. Uh, if I was to work from home, I'd have to be fully dressed too. Yeah, yeah. It, it's kind of like the mental thing. Yeah. When I'm home alone. I mean, I'm I'm always wearing a shirt, but like sometimes I I do boxer briefs. No, nope. just kind of hang hang out. I don't do it. Well, I put up cameras in my house now, so I do it for the viewers. <laughs> oh, should we make that a Patreon tier? <laughs> Oh my god, you can log into Diaz's Blink account? <laughs> oh my gosh. No. Oh my gosh, that would make me feel, that would Well, I can't have it set up where it lights up whenever I see if someone if like someone's recording. That or you just cut highlights and post them in the Patreon. Well, I don't have it set to always record cuz then it always has to send me notifications. Mm. And that's one thing that does suck with the Blink camera system is that um I can't separate it from like I want it to always give me notifications if there's motion outside my door, but I don't want it to always give me notifications if there's motion on my cameras. No, no, on the cameras inside. And there's no way to separate the two. Mm. So I either have to have the camera, pretty much I have the cameras in the apartment set to, I just turn them on whenever we, when there's no one home and it records then and then only. Hmm. So it's one, the one thing that, that Amazon needs to fix with the blink 
cameras. It's literally my only gripe with them. You know what Amazon also needs to fix? What's that? They need to start carrying this week in Harley Benton. Harley Benton. I had that in at the end. A little different than normal. Yeah. Uh, Harley Benton has refreshed its low price, high performance Fusion series. New colors, new finishes, and the return of the Fusion THH. Yeah. Telecaster with some humbucka humbucka life. Um, yeah. Way to go, Harley Benton, on doing cool stuff. Uh, I do like the logo on it feels like it's getting better looking and not standing out too much on the guitars uh yeah i i got really no complaints with this court alternative yeah that's really where i'd put this bucket of for guitars. sure or like they're, they're kind of trying to go after some of like the charvel kind of crowd yeah while coming in significantly lower in price yeah i kind of these are like the the german version of michael kelly guitars quite literally quite, well because aren't michael kelly a house brand of guitar center i don't i don't know if they're guitar center rogue is the house rogue brand of guitar is, center right yeah i think michael kelly might be too i feel like guitar center has more house brands than they know what to do with it, the illusion of choice yes but yeah, I mean, like Harley Benton is Toman's house brand, so. Well, but it's like that uh, cheap, but still looks good. Like that's the thing with Michael Kelly guitars is like they don't, they're not horrible looking. Mm-hmm. They're, I mean, they're and they're decently priced. But the problem with them is they're so low priced that people just expect it to be crap. Because I had a buddy that had like a Michael King. Kelly. Wait, not what? tone king what's the one i'm thinking recording king Re- recording king yeah recording king like, you think are just going to be garbage and they're yeah. i think they're fine right I, I can't really tell you i haven't really played one so uh what what uh factories in south korea there's samic there's a few others okay because michael kelly's made in south korea i don't know which factory they're made at okay um i was kind of looking at uh the company was founded by Tracy Hoff and named after his children, Michael and Kelly. There you hmm. go. So that works. Let's see. I was, I was just trying to figure out, but yeah, no, no. I mean, it's one of those, this we're getting in. We're very lucky that our, a lot of our cheap guitars are still decent quality and, and i think that's really helping with people learning guitar because back in the day the cheap guitars sucked and they were hard to play on and they were just really tough to learn on and well that's, that's what the I, biggest thing with guitars is like you need you need a guitar that's easy to play for your first guitar or you'll give it up right because you've got you because you've got the these are the people You've got the like. You've got a few states of mind. This is the one that always. Well, you need to learn on an acoustic to get your calluses up. Wrong. Like, I actually think you should go the other direction for a lot of people. But I. That's what I've told people. Start on electric. It's easier to learn on. I mean, the reason why people say start on acoustic is because honestly, you're you're dipping. You're not putting as much money because you're not having to get a guitar and an amp. You can get it, but the yeah. problem. Yeah. The problem is, acoustics are a lot they can be a lot harder to learn on 
and the really what stops people from learning guitar is themselves they give up and you need to find something that inspires you and maybe acoustic does inspire you if if what you listen to is mostly mostly acoustic music get an, get an acoustic and put electric strings on it to learn it's not going to sound fantastic but it'll help you um so in, in retro i yeah, i'm i'm reassessing my position here oh really I, I, I think actually so i think acoustic is the right thing to start on you should just we should have lighter strings yes yeah don't don't and and honestly if you're going to start off on acoustic don't go bottom of the barrel don't solid, do that a solid top acoustic is where to start but um i just had a i just had a friend buy a uh like a 19 something's takamini um mm-hmm. uh you can do it sorry i'm trying I'm, to like multitask because i just got a message for work um no the okay. uh so i i helped him buy it one and i got i grabbed it and immediately went okay let's fix this yeah. because like i and i took i filed up the nut and got those playing low at the first fret which is like death on most acoustic guitars like the nuts always way too high yep. so playing an f just sucks and people avoid it and it's like no this needs to be lower this needs to be this, this or they or they don't and that's why they don't teach the full bar chord f they just yeah. teach the three two one yep. starting on the d string yeah yeah you already know what i was you already knew the chord i was talking about the three two one right there so i mean it's just one of those yeah it, we're just we're we're in a time and I think that's a, I think that's a big thing. Whenever you're figuring out what your first guitar is going to be, well, what type of music do you like? Because mm-hmm. you're going to want to play what you like, and don't learn music just to learn music. Learn what you like and you feel inspired by. Well, I I think aesthetic plays into that too. Um, like if if you're into John Mayer, you should probably be playing a Strat. If you're yeah, into my one of my first, you know, whoever. So my my first guitar was an Epiphone Les Paul Special 2. Um that, and then, that fits since you're Gibson boy and you've just been in that realm forever too. Well, and and it was in my second guitar I got a Jackson. Huh. And I returned it. Yeah, it doesn't and seem like I, your kind of guitar. It had a Floyd Rose. I was I was kind of into that. I was hanging out with the kids. We were like, metal, 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 metal. And I was like, I tried it. And I got really lucky that I returned it. And I got an SG400. Because ACDC was one of the reasons why I picked up a guitar. Angus Young, or ACDC Live at Donington. is probably one of the biggest, like, that was the thing that I learned guitar for me and what made me happy. And that, like you said, aesthetic. It was one of those okay, and I've had an SG ever since. Yeah, there's 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 not been a time that I know of that I've not had an SG. And my SG original too is my still my number one guitar. That's that's the one I feel most comfortable with. That's like uh, um, just you know like that broken in pair of underwear that you just you put on. You're like, yep, this is this is it. This is comfy. This is like this is where I belong. You know. Like that's just the way it is. So like aesthetics too, you know, and that's the thing. 
if you're if you're like if your favorite artist is lisa Loeb, grab an acoustic guitar and just play that yeah you know if, if you're if your favorite guitar player is going to be sinister gates don't start on a strat don't don't <laughs> expect to be there right away um, oh yeah don't expect to be there right away no it there's that there's the other side of it is uh so i i remember i was like you should start an electric no and acoustic is a better move i think acoustic there's less in the way of you picking it up and playing it yeah um and i've actually been i've been practicing acoustic a lot more than electric lately and that's mostly just because of laziness with my electric rigs and like everything being in a half setup situation um but like i've just sitting on the couch with an acoustic and like my practice is usually better when i'm on an acoustic because i just don't fiddle with as much oh yeah yeah i find myself uh definitely i mean i've my acoustics usually within reach it's right across the it's in in my chair so i have to pick it up to sit down um yeah that's you know that's that's another thing is like you said there's less to fiddle with there and there's no reason to pick it up okay i don't feel like like my board's underneath the coffee table i don't feel like taking it out Mm -hmm. plugging it all in okay but my acoustics right there yeah but and that's uh, so uh tristan my middle my middle child he uh i got i gave him this past christmas i gave him um my old takamini acoustic guitar um he wanted he mentioned he wanted to learn guitar so i got him that i gave him that it was i already had it i fixed it up restrung it you know did some work on it um and then for uh and then his mom ended up getting him an electric guitar and tristan's favorite band's metallica Mm. which uh, don't say it like that i don't know Um, i mean just sorry i stranger things and my hatred of oh he was into metallica before stranger things got into it so um no like like literally before stranger things put out the new season i had already bought him a uh, i think like three metallica books because that's what he wants to learn so i'm gonna push him towards that and so it was really cool because i went over to uh his mom's house for jude's birthday party and uh Tristan and I's relationship has been kind of strained uh, since the divorce and everything, but it was really cool because we sat down with each other and I was like, hey, I was like, why don't you play for me? And he was just like, he's like, I'm really nervous, which I understand. Like he sees me as like, I, I play, I've played forever in front of him. So of course he looks up to me in that. Um, but I was just like, I just, I told him, I just, I just want to hear you play. Like nothing. I told him nothing would make me happier than to hear you play whatever you want to play. And he did the intro to one by Metallica. He did the soul, like he did the lead line. I was like, holy shit. Yeah. I mean, it was, it needed a little bit of work getting smooth and connected, but he knew it better than I did. And I I've learned that plenty of times. Like he just, he hit the notes that needed to be hit. And I was just like, that's freaking awesome. And that goes to prove, learn what you want to learn and you'll do fantastic and do what inspires you that's it he, he loves metallica and that's like we were talking i'm like what's your favorite metallica like track and album and stuff like that like like his favorite album i think he said i think uh my favorite metallica album is still going to be kill them all uh their first album it's one of my favorites but his was uh injustice for all and that was pretty cool we got to sit and talk and what he liked about it and everything like that so that's the thing like and if if you are listening to this and you're a guitar player and you're around someone who is learning guitar talk to them about what they like listen to them play 
and and just try to connect to him and because i know that that boosted him up and we were talking i'm like well i was like well what do you still need to learn he's like i don't know chords he's like i know power chords he's like i don't know chords so i went on amazon right there i said boom dude two days you're gonna have a book of chords go nuts have fun i think that's another thing guitar players just if you'd be more supportive of other guitar players instead of worrying about what they're doing and telling them what they're doing wrong yeah be supportive of musicians let them live on your couch for six years yeah i've it was really fun uh this past week i was doing uber and i picked up a musician um he plays in oh, what was that band it was a basically it was a deep pretty much tours and plays bass but the band has had, had, had like a million band members um but it's it's a very very heavy heavy metal band and i was like i asked him i was like what well, band?" and he goes oh have you ever heard of him i said no i said but i got a buddy who listens to my podcast and he uh um he'll know who you are and sure enough jason did it was really funny uh and that band is uh from your neck of the woods in chicago actually um allegedly allegedly someone at some point was from chicago (laughs) there's no original members of the band left the i know but anywho uh if he if if you happen to be I, i think his name was ben or benjamin was the bass player uh if you happen to be listening to this dude thanks for listening because he, he asked me what my podcast name was and then it was really cool because i was talking with him and he was like well what time are music into i was like ah. i said we're probably in two different worlds he's like well who's you like your favorite i said I mean, guitar wise i said i love john mayer he goes man i freaking love john mayer and i was like holy shit that's awesome i mean I most like, most i judged musicians... i judged the book by his cover yeah <laughs> like, i was gonna say most uh, most musicians like stuff from more than one genre <laughs> And yeah. the, like the the gatekeeping, you can't like this because you you like this kind of thing. Yeah, tends to be about people who suck. <laughs> oh, wow, it just it just is the thing. Like, if a guitar player's on you, like, oh, you can't do this because of this, this, and this, and it's like this, and it's just like, all right, well, dude, whatever. Just if it's not for you, it's not for you. Just move on. But like, I think I'm gonna start doing that when people like rag John Mayer. I'm like, just because you can't play his stuff doesn't mean you have to be rude about it. Um. <laughs> That's what I want to do. Well, just because you can't play his stuff. Let, let, let's workshop that one a little bit because I think that's a little too obvious of a response. Yeah. All right. So okay. we have to find a way to underhand. You No, I think what you got to be is like, so what are you into? Well, why do you suck at that so much that you have to rip on everything else? Oh. Boom. Ouch. Right in the feels. Yeah. All right, guys. Well, we're going to go think about uh, how we're going to troll people on the internet. Um, thanks for listening to us. You can go to patreon.com slash the effects loop. If you would like to become a supporter of the show, we appreciate all of our supporters that continuously uh, make it worthwhile doing this. Um, I know we talked about, we've always talked about, even if it's just me and Scott talking and no one listening, we'd probably still end up doing this because it's something we enjoy doing. Um, but having people uh, participate, support the show, and all that fun stuff really does make it you know joyful for us um so you can go to the effectslip.com and there's links to our merchandise there's links to the facebook group um our instagram all that cool stuff uh and if you join the facebook group uh have a conversation we, we definitely enjoy it um even correcting us like jason did this past week and no one's commented on it and we're gonna let it die um <laughs> 
or if you're Philip and you just message the group because you're a Patreon supporter and you want to let us know we are wrong about something. So, all right, guys. Uh, thanks for joining us once again for the effects loop. I'm Diaz. I'm Scott. And we will see you next week. Bye. Maybe I won't be sick next week. Are you going to say goodbye? That was some closure for us. Passive aggressive, so we won't lose madness until next week. Thanks. We are, we are, we are strong. We have to just keep pushing along. We are, we are, we are one. So let's come together, show them some love. Hate annihilated, every heart is one, love again, so Don't buy